listeners, welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Peters, and with me today is my really good friend and ministry partner, Jana Magruder. Hey, Jana. Hello, Chuck. Thanks for having me today. It's so good to have you. I love it when you pop in and we get to spend some time together. We're going to be talking today with our friend, Dr. Mary, who was on several months ago now. Uh, now, the funny thing is we're recording these episodes back to back, but the, the one that you heard before was several months ago. So if you need to, listeners, if you haven't heard that episode where Dr. Mary shared with us about preschoolers and separation anxiety, go back into the archives. And this is a great opportunity for me to remind you that you can find all of our past episodes at lifeway.com slash kids. Lifeway.com slash kids is the one URL you need, and that's all you need to know to find the blog, the podcast, the resources that our team offers, some training and equipping resources for you and your ministry, and the full archive of the podcast episodes right there at lifeway.com slash kids. Whew, that's a lot. Well, Jana, it's almost Christmas time. Right. <laughs> the holidays are here. <laughs> you just told everyone it's not. But when yes, we recorded it, it was it's but or it let's isn't right now. But it, when they listen, <laughs> see how's that? We need to put on our Christmas hats, the little red yes. one with the white puffy ball at the end. Yes. So let's talk holidays. The holiday season is always so busy, right? It's crazy. We're running around trying to get all the things done, all the food prepped and all the presents. Are you a person who shops early or are you a last minute Christmas shopper? What's your approach as a mom? Oh man, I'm a little bit of both. I think, you know, there are <laughs> things that if, if someone, if someone does a good job of online marketing and catches my attention early, yeah, I will buy it online early. Um, now what the problem is on that sometimes is that I hide it and forget about it. So that that's oh, one you actually thing. get the get the gift and you like I, put I it in the attic it. or under the bed and forget yes. it. Yes, I have done that numerous times. So and then you know sometimes it is you know last minute. I'm not gonna lie. How about you? Oh, I always want to do like, like I want to get out in front of things and then somehow it just always gets away from me. And I'm in the last minute scrambling. I'm getting better, but I, I have to say I have had those times when it's Christmas Eve and I'm at Walmart at midnight <laughs> trying to get those last minute things, you know, to fill stockings or something. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, getting out in front of the holidays is a great thing to do. And so that's true for us as we give gifts, but also as we think about our ministries, right? We need to be thinking early about what to do with Christmas. I, in kids ministry, and tell me what you think about the theory. I think there are really three big holidays right? There's Easter, Christmas, and VBS. Those are kind of the three big <laughs> holidays in kids ministry. And they all require us to kind of be prepared and to have a plan. Absolutely. Now, if you want to throw in fall festivals around Halloween, then you have another busy season that you have to plan ahead for. So there are true, more, there are more true. than three. <laughs> but the big three, and I just had to include VBS in there because you know it is Absolutely. it is a holiday season, right? Yes. But with with Christmas in particular, it's a great opportunity for us to uh, to remind kids and families of all ages, from preschool all the way through our entire kids ministry, 
about the true reason for the season, and that's Jesus. And so we, uh, and, and Christmas isn't one of those things that really should just be a day, but we have the opportunity of that whole season of preparation through Advent and uh, in preparing our hearts and our homes to celebrate Christmas. And so we want to talk today. We're bringing back our friend, Dr. Mary Mann Simon. Dr. Mary, welcome back to the podcast. Well, thanks, Chuck. It's great to be with you. Now, are you an early Christmas present buyer or are you a procrastinator? You know, we plan, I'm pretty left brain, so we plan way in advance. But what we do is we give experience gifts. Oh, that's a great idea. And we've always done this for the past 17 years. We have always dedicated a significant portion of our family budget, actually, for Christmas. And what it is, is a time when our family comes together. We bring all our kids and now their kids together. And it's a gathering moment. And that is um, the high point of our year. And it's a time we can all celebrate the birth of Christ together. Uh, we go to different cities. I just pick a city, literally, and we all go there and we meet there. And the, the whole thing of experiencing Christmas instead of buying things, but we are building memories. I, I highly recommend that for uh, families as their as their kids grow up. And, you know, children's ministry people also have families. So it's, a, it's an idea that they might want to use too. But, you know, I, holidays, as we talk about them, 32% of Americans think Christmas is the most stressful time of year. Hmm. And that's such a sad statistic because this should be such a joyful time of year. And for those in ministry, it's an exhausting time. So I think one of the things that we need to take away from the pandemic um, is the need for self-care. And this Christmas season, I would really encourage those in children's ministry to have realistic expectations of what they can do and um, leaving the rest up to God to finish in his way, because it's the unrealistic expectations for those of us in ministry that we put on ourselves. And we forget that we are not alone in this ministry. And it's crazy to say that because at Christmas, we hear so much about Jesus. I mean, we walk into a store and there is a little town of Bethlehem playing, mm -hmm. you know, on the music. Little manger set up exhibit. Yeah. All over the place. And we're not alone at Christmas. And we need to remember that, especially coming off these last couple years. Um, so it's going to be a little different holiday, I think, this year, but hopefully one with less stress because we're going to prioritize self-care. You mentioned putting like we can put pressure on ourselves. And I think that that is true, right? Because we sometimes have very high expectations that others may not have for us that we put on ourselves that we want. We want to have the perfect 
Christmas for our family, the perfect church experience or the experience for our families at church. And that goal of perfection can be something that that is not a realistic thing for us to aim for, right? We will never hit it, but we often set the bar very, very high for ourselves and are then disappointed. Yes. And that's a really important fact there that you just made. We need to be realistic. And let's look at the kids we're serving this year for Christmas. If your middle schoolers are acting out in highly competitive ways, if you've got a really feisty group this year, that is not going to change on December 25th. That is not going to change when they're on stage for the children's Christmas program. So we need to be realistic about our expectations, and our kids. We can't expect them to be perfect. The first Christmas wasn't perfect um, in a lot of different ways. And our Christmas this year is going to have little places that kind of fall through the cracks. Instead of going for perfection, why don't you change the focus a little bit and ask yourself, what will make this Christmas unique? What is something special or different that the kids couldn't do last year in our children's ministry? What are they capable of this year? That's where that wonderful tool you have, the levels of biblical learning. I mean, that is just so helpful when you look to, you know, kind of reimagine what you're going to be doing this Christmas season. What are your kids able to do this year that they couldn't even begin to understand last year? Keeping those developmental characteristics front and center, tap into their growth potential, tap into their growth patterns here, maximize that developmental level. Um, remembering though, the important acronym called KGOI, kids are growing older, younger. K-A-G-O-Y. That's a new one for me, but I love that. Okay. Kids are growing older, younger, growing up sooner, growing up faster. And I think we see that all around us, but that's Mm -hmm. great to have uh, an acronym that we can hold on to. Well, and the important thing here is that it doesn't mean their development has changed. It Mm. means that all the extra stuff around them is making them appear older. Just because a four-year-old can do more on the iPhone than I can (laughs) doesn't mean that that child knows how to cooperate that he isn't going to cry if the tinsel halo falls off his head. It doesn't change the underlying development. All that it does is change the stuff around it. So as children's ministry people, we've got to look through this perspective of the lens of development in this year. Um, Very important that we kind of recast Christmas in that sense. 
I love that. I just learned so much in just that past two minutes. <laughs> I wrote that um, down. <laughs> yes. Um, so Dr. Mary, tell us some ideas uh, that work well for some of these different developmental stages in your experience. And um, I know that one size doesn't necessarily fit all for even looking at how you're programming Christmas or choosing resources for Christmas. So tell us a little bit about how the different age groups uh, could work well. One of the opportunities we have with Christmas is that we have so many intergenerational family groupings that are going to be coming to what we are offering. Mm. And so often in ministry, we are in our silos. We each have this particular area in which we, we can't move beyond. Instead of just staying in that silo, look at the broader scope, because Christmas is a key point of entry into the church for people. We know that. That's what the evangelism, that's what the outreach people keep telling us every year. You know, Christmas is an entry point. Mm -hmm. What are we doing in children's ministry, not merely for that child, but for that family, mm -hmm. that family grouping? I think post-pandemic now, we're a lot more aware of the importance of family and family gatherings. We have a wonderful opportunity this Christmas to capitalize on that. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a rediscovery of the importance of cross-generational kinds of activities. Look for things in children's ministry that will encompass multiple age groups. Mm -hmm. um, and that will kind of change a little bit, maybe what you're doing and give you some fresh opportunities to um, kind of recast things, building on the traditions that work, but saying, well, I don't know if this works anymore maybe there's a way we can save what's good about it and kind of rework it a little bit. This is an opportunity because we have these cross-generational family groupings coming into our front doors. Um, just a great opportunity. We talk about the the digital church, you know, being a new front door to the church, a new entry point. What you're doing in children's ministry this Christmas is going to be broadcast in more ways than ever before, because so many of the congregations are keeping what they're doing in ministry online. Mm -hmm. So that people have not just the in-person experience, but they have the online experience. So what you are doing in your ministry this Christmas is going to be viewed potentially by a much broader audience than would just walk into that physical front door of your church. Great opportunity I, here this Christmas. Now, I, I, earlier I was playfully saying there's the, the three big holidays, right, of Christmas, Easter, and VBS. The, and that is playful. 
playful, right? We like to have fun, but there's truth in that. Those are, and Jana mentioned the fall festival. That's another one. That's a strong one. These are times when families come back to the church after having Mm -hmm. been gone for seasons. So Easter is a time when church, when families come back and, uh, and VBS is a time in the summer when families come out of, of their homes, maybe for the first time this past summer uh, after the pandemic, VBS was back. It was great to see how many people participated. And this will be the first real Christmas season where yeah. families are feeling comfortable, more comfortable anyway, and confident to come out again. And so we do really need to be aware of Christmas as a time when we may see some visitors who we have not seen before and be prepared to welcome them and some families who return who have been gone for a season. And I'd like to suggest that there are three aspects of the Christmas season. Mm. So there are kind of three mini seasons under the bigger umbrella of Christmas. There's Advent, which is the coming, the preparation time. This is when in your children's ministry, you might um, have your kids make an Advent wreath or an Advent log that they can take home for use in their family gatherings. Um, This is a wonderful time to start Advent devotions. Um, families might not even know what a devotion is. It might be a scary term. And at Advent, because we're in this Christmas countdown, you know, the days before Christmas, this is a wonderful opportunity to send your families home with a devotion for each day, an activity that they can do with their child, just a a short little thing that, um, you know, maybe pretending to be Mary and Joseph walking on the road to Bethlehem, Um, have a child lean over and do your fingers on their back, walking down the road to Bethlehem, things like that, that celebrate the Advent season, that that part. Christmas, that time when we celebrate Jesus has come, oh, come let us worship. Um, We welcome families of all sizes and shapes and kinds. We have enough seating for everybody. The child who has uh, three grandmas, two moms, and two dads, I mean, who It has lots of people coming, making sure that the focus is on the family sharing Christ at Christmas, Um, leaving children's ministry with a giving list that it's not getting at Christmas. It is giving to others. Jesus has come as God's gift to us. And for our kids to leave ministry activities with a giving list, what a great way to introduce this whole concept of Christmas giving. Great idea. It's the generosity and then epiphany when we shine like stars to proclaim the gospel. This is when at your at, at your in your classroom or wherever you have Sunday school that you add the foil to the as a crown on the manger, perhaps 
This is when the outreach, the days after the Christmas program, you go to the nursing home because this is a time when we are sharing Jesus has come. Let's let's get out and spread the news. Let's be like the shepherds who were the first evangelists really after Christmas. Um, We can all go be a shepherd, you know, as we celebrate Epiphany. So just a little aspect. Yes, I love that. And I love that you have a special book and I want our listeners to, to know about it. And I want you to talk about it a little bit called March to the Manger. Share a little bit about that resource and especially for our preschool uh, folks, they'll want to know so they can have it in their classrooms. Absolutely. And actually, our church followed March to the Manger one Christmas, because what the whole concept is for March to the Manger is that in the weeks before Christmas, and even though this is a preschool book, uh, families can do this as our family did with cross age kids um, until our kids were probably in their early teens, because what you do is, and this March to the Manger talks about our family tradition of marching to the manger. And in the days before Christmas, the crash figures marched through the house and every day they all got closer to the manger. So that by the 25th, all the the sheep and the, and the um, cattle, and the figures for the manger all arrived at the manger. Okay, what a cool alternative, right? Yes. Let me interject here because, you know, we're all familiar <laughs> with the elf on the shelf. Mm-hmm. That's sort of the thing that families tend to move around and it's fun. But what a great opportunity to use a nativity set yes. to to show that progression of marching towards the manger in the anticipation of the birth of Jesus on Christmas Day. That is so creative. I love it. And um, children love the idea of marching through the house Mm. in the days before Christmas. But in our congregation, we did this on the windows. Um, We in the church figures in our church and gradually. And it was just excellent. It was so wonderful to see people Mm. of all ages. We incorporated it into the worship that now they were coming closer to worshiping the newborn king. Um, And in the as they as we move these figures in the weeks of Advent closer and closer to the manger, it was just it was like putting Christmas, you know, into those family homes. And it was it was the manger. It was coming to Jesus. It wasn't coming to Santa. It was coming to Jesus. And we're all coming to the same place. Cross ages, grandparents, kids, everybody. What a great way to build anticipation mm-hmm. through the season. What a fun, fun thing for every age. Yeah. And that's an opportunity with Christmas because we have family groupings already there. We don't have to build a family grouping. They're the ones who are walking into our doors. Mm. 
Now, you you talk about three questions that you suggest that we should ask as we uh, look at our strategy and our approach to prepare hearts and homes for Christmas. What are those three questions and how do you answer them? And these are really from the point of ministry. Um, We need to ask ourselves in children's ministry, is something new better than doing the same old thing? This year, instead of doing um, making gingerbread houses on a Saturday and giving parents time alone, do we send each family home with a small Jesus birthday cake? Let's look at new versus old. Um, Is more better than less? Is our goal to crowd the schedule? Or is it to take a step back from our Christmas schedule and say, what are the things that are really going to help families focus on Jesus' birth? If you look at it from that perspective, it's amazing how it kind of um, shaves off the edges (laughs) of things that really aren't all that central to worshiping our newborn king. And then third, is costly better than inexpensive? You know, will a tinsel halo that you make out of you know, just a little strand of glitter, is that really going to make such a difference? Or do you need to spend $10 for a tinsel halo that will last a few minutes longer? Let's look at the expenses that we're really putting into Christmas, because I think sometimes it's easy to say, well, it's Christmas. You know, I know we don't have a splurge. Yeah. Yeah. But we can kind of afford that because it's Christmas. Well, look at it realistically. Is this something that is going to help us communicate the real meaning of Christmas? So, so sometimes, and in many cases, mixing it up is better than just repeating the same thing. Some of us can get caught in the idea of tradition, right? We always do this. And I'm a big fan of variety and mixing things up to keep keep things fresh and interesting. So I love that idea of new, maybe better than old. Less can be more. And that's that can be life-giving for a lot of us because I think we feel pressure in ministry to do something big. And sometimes we we can do less, better, higher quality, but fewer things. And then the idea that it doesn't have to be expensive to be a to be a good experience. Right. And those those are just kind of guidelines. Um, you know, as we as we get ready really to celebrate Christmas, helping families decide what they want from Christmas. So often we talk about it, but um, helping families and even kids make a list of what they want to get from this Christmas. Do they want to grow spiritually? That's something our teens constantly, we we need to keep bringing that up to our older kids. What, how are they growing with Jesus? How are we helping our children and tweens and teens grow in their faith? We look at tweens, those eight to 12 year olds who can get lost so easily. Those kids have real talents now. They have developed skills. 
Some of them are gifted in music. They can be involved in worship in ways that they couldn't have been last Christmas. Let's really look at some of these kinds of things. And are you giving your families an opportunity for them to really grow in their faith? Um, sometimes we get so caught up in the trappings of Christmas, we forget that this can be a faith growth moment for our kids and our children and our families that we're serving. So let's not lose sight of that. Well, Dr. Mary, thank you so much for being with us. I always learn so much, and I know our listeners are as well, about just how children learn and grow both physically and developmentally and spiritually. And Christmas is such an opportunity for us to engage families um, for the first time or maybe welcome them back. And I know this Christmas is going to be really special for doing those things. So thank you. Thank you for sharing your knowledge, your wisdom and your resources with us. And listeners, speaking of resources, I want to point you to a couple. One is the free Advent guide that we publish each year from Lifeway Kids. If you go to our primary webpage, lifeway.com slash kids, go to the blog and you can search there to find our free family Advent guide. Dr. Mary recommended that that's something that we might provide to families. Uh, just doing a quick search, you'll find that you can go back three or four years to pull a variety of Advent guides that we have offered over the years. They're all free there at lifeway.com slash kids. And then I want to make sure that you look for My March to the Manger, a celebration of Jesus' birth by Dr. Mary Manns Simon at lifeway.com. So head over to lifeway.com and look for My March to the Manger, a celebration of Jesus' birth. Dr. Mary, thank you again for being with us. Thank you. My pleasure. Jana, thank you. I'm sure we'll see each other like really, really soon. <laughs> well, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you listeners. Thank you for listening today. Uh, we'll see you back again soon for another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. 